Hello, welcome to our podcast. You're listening with Sam and Renee and this is our very, very first session. So we're hoping to give you guys a little bit of an idea as to how we got here, why we're here and what we're planning to to do with this podcast, really. Fantastic. So a little bit about ourselves, well, I have been in the industry for quite a while now and I've been a director, mm-hmm. educational leader, mm-hmm. a 2IC, room leader, an assistant yep. and I started as soon as I came out of high school. Yeah. So Are you going to tell everybody how long ago that was? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm no. in the same boat. I <laughs> did my traineeship straight out of school and just kind of ventured on up from there had a go at director for a little bit, educational leader. I've been a 2IC. So combined, both Renee and I have had our fair share of experience, I would say. Ups and downs. Ups and downs, most definitely. So we're hoping to just use this podcast, I guess, as a space to share our ideas, offer support to those out there that might not know how to deal with certain situations mm. because I think we've... We've kind of looked for that over the years. We really, yep. you know, source our own our own support when we're trying to, like, back our ideas or discussions or learning. We're often searching for the next type of... Trying to see someone else who can give us assistance yeah. to guide us through. Definitely. So we thought, you know what, we've gone through and we've listened to other people guide, so yep. let's see if we can assist in the same situation. And here we are. Here we are. Here. Again, in our car. <laughs> Okay, do you want to share a little bit about, I guess, your experience in the industry? I know you've we've obviously worked together, like I mentioned, for a couple of years now. But prior to that, hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> this is going to start telling people everybody my age. Not that I'm an ageist. <laughs> so, where did you start off, and how long were you there for? So I started off as an assistant educator in a yeah. three to fives room yeah, and I worked in that room for two years wow. as my first role. Yeah. That's exciting. So was exciting. were you a room leader or room assistant? I was an assistant. Sure. So there were three educators in the room at the time and yeah, I was the little assistant trying to assist and support the roles. But being an assistant, I still was expected, I'm pretty sure at that time, oh, I had like 10 children that mm. were primarily mine. And that was back in the stage where journals hadn't even come out yet. I was still doing squares. Mm. I don't know. Does anyone, anyone else out there <laughs> that is my age may remember how we had those boxes of all the different developmental areas. Oh, and we just kind of wrote if they had, you know, master task or geez. something like that. No, can't and then say it was. <laughs> then in my Second year, that's when the journals came out and I can remember being so excited. Oh my God, we've got journals, we can do learning stories. You so know? journals were like the children's individual portfolio yeah, type that's things. It. We okay. had our little artwork booklets oh, out yes. and we got to write in them and yeah. So when you when you started at the service, was it what you expected it to be coming out of school, you know? Oh God, no. Um, I had done already probably a year... Oh, about six months, sorry, study. Um, I went straight into studying at mm-hmm. TAFE 
Um, unfortunately, I wasn't the best of students. So I realized after about six months, it was probably best that I go and work in a center and then study part time. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, coming out of high school and going straight into it, I still had the mentality of a high school student. Mm-hmm. So um, went and worked full time and studied at the same time. Perfect. That was a huge help. So how long were you there for? Two years? Two. And yeah. why did you leave? I left because I went overseas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went and travelled for a little bit. Beautiful. Uh, decided that I wanted to go to England. Amazing. Lived there for a couple of years. And what did you work over there while you were in England? Yeah, oh, only as a nanny, but not, nanny. not in their centres, sure. but um, very different over their centres. I can imagine. So when you returned... Did you head straight back into a childcare service? No, I didn't. I actually worked as a nanny probably for about oh another year, and then I had my own kids. Mm-hmm. And it was when I had my second son, Ethan. That's when I decided that I wanted to go. I couldn't do nannying because it was such long hours. Yeah. So I went back into early childhood. How exciting! So, mm. what's the difference between nannying? I've personally never done any nannying, but. The difference between nannying and working within a centre? Oh, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, well, what was nannying, your favourite thing? What was nannying your... is individual-based. Sure. Whereas working in a centre is team-based. So you have to know how to work with people in a centre. Whereas when I was a nanny, I only had to really know how to work with the children. Yeah, makes sense. So when, when you started back into into a center mm. you obviously had two little children yeah very different experience I can yeah. just imagine I don't have children myself but it was very different I think um but the way that I was able to do it I was a casual educator sure. um so I went straight back in as a casual educator and was able to kind of find my feet all over again sure um and everything had changed yeah, by then. I could imagine well it had been how many years since he'd been in a service wow it would have been about four years almost since I'd been in a service. What year was that? Had um, the changes all happened by then? Uh, They just were starting to come into place. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So it was in 2012 that it all came through. And I had gone back into early childhood in about, in 2010. Okay. So I finished school and applied for 50 jobs. They weren't all necessarily early childhood or child care centres at the time. It was a variety of places. And the centre that called me back, the first place to call me back, I took the job. So it ended up being child care centre close to home. So why? Why early childhood? If you applied for so many different jobs, why early childhood? I had done work experience in a service whilst I was at school and I'd studied um, community and family studies and enjoyed that aspect of things. So I knew it was something that I wanted to do, but wanted to give anything a go. Did that, did it for a year, completed the cert three and I was working in the two to th- uh, the preschool room actually at the time. Then once I had completed that, the educator in the two to threes room, she had left. So I ended up mm. taking her room leader role and I was there for the next five years afterwards. During that time, we did do the handover that you mentioned. Yeah. We The couple that owned the service, a husband and wife, they were fantastic. They ended up selling during the time of the NQS changes. Yeah. It was, they had been there for like 20 years or something, I think it mm. was. 
So they had ended up selling to a corporate company and I then stayed on with them for another two and a half years, I think it was, three. It would have been because I think, yeah. Yeah, we'd and during that time I had a a good run at 2IC working underneath Renee. She trained me up to be... What then was a director. Director, once I got moved. Yeah, Renee (laughs) moved on to another service, still within the same company, which offered me the opportunity to step into the director's role. I did that for... A year? Yeah, a year and a few months. Mm. And then I followed Renee to her centre. I worked as a 2IC and as a room leader over there. And an educational leader. An educational leader, yep. That was really fun. <laughs> we were there for a few years and then we took a break. Yep. We took a break. A year break. Which we're excited to get into at a later stage, but we took a break. We were off for a year. We were burnt out. We had done our time mm. and it had come to an end. We honestly thought that was it. Never <laughs> again. And here we are. That's it. So How we, many years later I after know. our year? That's right. I know. So we're now currently working at the same service mm. and I'm the educational leader there. And I'm the director. And we love it. We love it. It is a amazing place to work so it's really motivated us to start this and now offer the support that we've always been looking for to Mm. everybody else it's exciting it's very exciting so sam now that we've kind of given a little bit of a snippet about Mm. who we are and some of the things that we've gone through yeah why don't you tell our listeners (laughs) what to expect from us what what are they going to hear what are what are we going to discuss all the time? I guess we're going to just try and give practical solutions and strategies, really, wouldn't you say? I yeah. think, you know, there's been so many situations in the past where me and you have had each other to rely on or debrief or, you know, pull apart where we know firsthand that some educators don't have that. Mm. In. So we're hoping to talk about conflicts. You know, what do you do if an educator won't listen to anything you say or won't follow simple direction Mm. or you know when you have a parent that is continually asking you not to let their child sleep how do you approach it in our setting how do you you know really push the children's rights and your policies and procedures and your philosophies at your service Mm. onto a parent who does not want you to let their child sleep at rest time yeah how to motivate staff how to keep how to keep and retain staff staff turnover is so big yeah one of our biggest a and r things is making sure that we have the same staff but hey you know what it's so much easier said than done oh my goodness so we're hoping to give you guys a couple of strategies to help with that you know we we have our online store where you know we'll continually upload resources that can kind of guide a few of the things that you know we're offering so for example one of the one of the resources we have up is our incentive program so a few years ago we were really struggling with team motivation and getting people on board with just seeing the same things you know we really wanted to set certain goals and work towards them but it was really hard to have staff involve themselves well it was such a deflated team at the time like they had gone through absolute hell with previous 
um, owners and directors, yeah. um, and they just hadn't been at a really strong centre. Yeah. So they kind of came into it and, you know, when we were interviewing and things like that, we could tell that they were strong educators. They just weren't sure. motivated and they weren't happy. Yeah. So, so the incentive program yeah. helped with that. And it's, you know, a downloadable resource that we upload to our website that you guys can access, print off, you know, involve it. In your day-to-day -day work. Yeah. Um, and that's fun. Like I remember fun, yeah. Sam actually, she started it mm. um, at her centre yeah, and when she was directing and I then took it upon to use it at my centre yeah. and it was so much fun. Like silly little things, just like, you know, how many times you can get, what was it, a parent to... Yeah, we had a list of things to do and this is all on our website, www.simmels.com.au. Uh, you can head over there and download it yourself. But we had a list of things, challenges, tasks, and each time you would complete a task, you would get a token. You'd put all your tokens into this box, and then at the end of the month when we had our staff meetings, we would count how many tokens each person got, and they got a lucky dip prize. Um, or they could accrue their tokens over the year and get a larger prize at the end of the year. Um, and yeah, a couple of the tasks were like, you know, can you get a parent to specifically mention you when they give positive feedback? You know, have you gone above and beyond for a family where they've felt the need to let us know how fantastic you are? Um, Just simple things yeah. like that, like things that we forget about. And, you know, that that goes towards your A&R as well because oh, that's family sure. involvement. Yeah, 100%. Why not have a little bit of a competition in a sense? Yeah. To get that and to get that family involvement and to motivate each other to want to do better yeah. at your job. It was it was a lot of fun oh, and it was great for the culture. <laughs> yeah. But just those little types of things. So each topic that we kind of chat with you guys about, we hope to add a bunch of resources that support it um, mm. online so that you guys have a place to head to when you're needing so a little bit more So you're kind of not left in the lurch. Like yeah. going, all right, great. I've heard all these great kind of ideas, but where do I go to now? Yeah. How do I implement it in my classroom? And that's what we're hoping our podcast and our blogs and our social media pages can help you guys to do because we didn't have that. We haven't no. had that over the years. Like it's, you know, it really is starting to become more of a thing now with Facebook and Instagram and, you know, social media, but yeah, we're well, hoping. everything's more accessible these days. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping to be a bit more accessible yeah. to you guys. So let us know. Let us know if there's specific things that you want to know more about. Definitely. If you want us to talk about, we can share our experiences and we want to hear from you too. So use Facebook to get in touch with us. Um, it's probably the best place to go really. Yeah. Just start adding questions on there. Yeah. We're happy Message to us. answer anything. For sure. Mm -hmm.